You're listening to the Keef to the City podcast. All right, another game for the Yankees, another day at the trough, and another loss for the Yankees. The Yankees on Friday morning were 9-3 and with a four-game lead in the AL East, and now they're 10-6 and with a two-game lead in the AL East after dropping three of four to the Rays at Tropicana Field. Their Tropicana Field troubles continue. The team has now lost 14 of 23 games since 2018 in the Aaron Boone era at Tropicana Field. And uh, if you didn't think the Yankees needed home field advantage with or without fans this October, I think this last week should show you why they do. They've lost five of seven. They were bad in Philadelphia. They go to Tampa Bay where they can't win no matter what, and they play horribly. And if the Yankees want to get to the World Series for the first time in 11 years, they're going to have to get through the Rays at some point in the postseason. It might not be the first dumb best of three round, but it might be the ALDS. It might be the ALCS. The Yankees are going to the postseason. The Rays are going to the postseason. There's a very good chance the two teams will meet at some point in October. And if you are comfortable with the Yankees playing either two out of three or three out of five or four out of seven games at Tropicana Field, you're crazy. The Rays don't lose there. The Yankees can't win there. They can't hit there. Their pitching isn't great there. It was just a horrible weekend, a bad, bad weekend. They're shut out 1-0 on Friday. They nearly blow the Garrett Cole start on Saturday. They lose on Saturday night with Michael King in the bullpen not doing very well. And then on Sunday, James Paxton cruises through six innings, 11 strikeouts, one hit. Everyone thinks James Paxton is back, only for him to blow the 3-0 lead in the seventh inning. He leaves the game with the game tied after doing so well for six innings. And everyone wants to talk about how great James Paxton was. And he was for six innings. But the seventh inning counts. It's part of the game. It's part of his pitching line. It's part of the story. And it brings me back to when Jabba Chamberlain struck out 12 Red Sox in five and two-thirds innings at Yankee Stadium. And the Yankees lost, and everyone acted like Jabba Chamberlain threw a perfect game. James Paxton, yeah, he struck out 11 Rays. He had a shutout through six innings. But the seventh inning counts. You can't discount the seventh inning. He was out there. He gave up the two-run home run. He gave up the solo home run to tie. He gave up back-to-back home runs. And then he stares in the Rays' dugout after getting chirped by the Rays. You don't want to get chirped. Don't let Mike Brousseau and Brandon Lau hit bombs off you. Be better. And everyone talking about, oh, the silver lining that Paxton looked good, He even though his velocity wasn't there. I mean, the Rays lineup isn't very good. They have trouble scoring. The, Michael Kay and David Cohn talked about that on Friday night entering the series, how much trouble they've had scoring. The Orioles swept them, and the Yankees go there and lose three out of four. And James Paxton, his velocity wasn't there. So don't talk about the silver lining that, oh, well, he'll be good going forward. You don't know that. Sunday start has absolutely no bearing on James Paxton going forward. This guy is not a model of consistency. He's not Garrett Cole. He's not a frontline starter. He's not an ace. He's not a guy that you know is going to go out there and give you six innings and give the team a chance to win every start. That's just not who he is. And on the same day when he can't get through the seventh inning out in Seattle, the two pitchers the Yankees traded for him and Justice Sheffield and Eric Swanson were busy no-hitting the Rockies through seven innings. So that's not to say the Yankees shouldn't have made the deal. It's just very coincidental that the two guys they traded for him are out there putting up a no-hitter against the Rockies offense, and he's out there losing it at the trop in the seventh inning. And everyone, oh, Justice Sheffield, look at what he's done. His ERA sucks. He sucked last year. Yeah, Justice Sheffield's 24 years old. He's had like 60 innings in the major leagues. James Paxton didn't even reach the major leagues till he was 24 years old. So let's settle down and being quick to call this trade a win for the Yankees. And let's settle down and being quick to call it a career for Justice Sheffield as well. But Paxton was good for six innings, but overall, how can you say that's good? Six and a third, three runs, 
that's not that great to me. That's a 427 ERA. Is that what is that what Yankees fans want from James Paxton? Is a 427 ERA? I'm sure you'd sign up for it now, given how bad he was in his first two starts before the season. If I told you you'd have a 427 ERA, and with Luis Severino out, I think you'd think that's a problem, and it is a problem. And his velocity wasn't really there. He's, yeah, he's around 93, but that's not 98. That's not who he was last year. It's hard to hear that Paxton was so great on Sunday. And if you go on Yankees.com, their headlines, they, you wouldn't even know the Yankees lost the game with the headlines they put up there. And I joke that they'll put up a good headline no matter what. The Yankees could get no hit. They could have gotten no hit on Sunday and lost 12 nothing. And the headline would talk about how many three-ball counts they forced. Yeah, we could talk about the six innings, 11 Ks, but you can't talk about the game without talking about what happened in the seventh inning. And once again, the bullpen usage was bizarre. You've got the eighth inning, the top of the raised lineup due up, and Jonathan Holder comes in. And he miraculously gets out of the inning. He didn't get out of the inning at first. He gave up the go-ahead run, but Boone challenged it. And how is there even a question of a challenge? The second there's a close play in a tie game like that in the eighth inning, you challenge it. It doesn't matter if, if it's not even close. If the guy's out by 10 feet, you challenge it. Because you're not going to use the challenge again. But Boone challenges and the Yankees win because he was the, the runner was barely out. But Jonathan Holder's pitching the eighth inning against the top of the race lineup. How is that possible? I, okay, you want to say Chad Green's unavailable because he pitched more than two innings the day before? Okay. How is Adavino Adav, you know, not available? How is Zach Britton sitting in the bullpen not pitching against the top of the race lineup in the eighth inning? Because he's technically the closer right now? Who cares? Why are you managing the game to a, to a stat? Manage it to the situation. Look at what the Rays did all weekend. Kevin Cash brought in his closer in a non-save situation. He brought in, in an, he brought Nick Anderson in in high leverage situations because the game called for it because he knew how big the series was. Aaron Boone's busy waiting on Zach Britton for save situations, and not even that because if you go back to last week, he didn't even pitch Zach Britton in a save situation. He pitched David Hale at one point. So I don't know why he feels the need that Zach Britton needs more rest than he's already had or why he can't pitch. Entering yesterday's game, Britton had t- pitched in six of the games this year. He threw 59 pitches in 18 days this season. Threw three point whatever, three pitches per day. The guy needs to pitch. And okay, he's the closer right now. That shouldn't mean anything. There shouldn't even be a closer. But then when Chapman comes back, he's going to be the eighth inning guy. And then he would have been able to be used in a situation like that. So none of it makes any sense. And this Yankees bullpen is not that good anymore. Tommy Canley's gone, and Aroldis Chapman's out. So without those two, you've got Chad Green, who usually pitches multiple innings and then isn't available for a few days. Adam Adovino, who seems to be a one batter pitcher for Aaron Boone. And then you've got Zach Britton, who he never wants to use. So we're stuck watching Jonathan Holder and Luis Avalon and David Hale and Ben Heller and these middle-tier relievers who just aren't the elite arms that the Yankees have had. And when you don't sign Dellen Batances and you lose Tommy Canely and Roldis Chapman get, is sick, that's what happens. The Yankees had an abundance of elite arms last year. Anybody they brought in, you felt confident about. Now they've got three guys who you feel confident about and they're scared to use them. The Rays weren't scared to use anyone. Their bullpen absolutely shut the Yankees down. Six innings, six shutout innings on Friday night after they came in for Snell. Seven innings behind Charlie Morton. Yeah, they gave up a couple runs, but they were unearned. So if you go, if you tell me that Blake Snell is going to pitch three innings and Charlie Morton is going to pitch two innings in their starts and the Yankees are going to lose both games, how is that even possible? The Rays bullpen is that good. And every Yankees fan should be scared shitless of the Rays in October because if the Rays were to ever get home field advantage, I don't care about fans or no fans, the Yankees don't win at the trap. 
And if you get in a situation where you're facing Blake Snell, Tyler Glasnow, and Charlie Morton in three games, <laughs> that's tough. That's tougher than Garrett Cole, Masahiro Tanaka, and James Paxton or Jordan Montgomery. It's way tougher. And the Rays' bullpen is way deeper. Yeah, the Yankees' high-end guys are more high-end than the Rays' high-end guys, but they've got a better depth. The Rays don't have Ben Heller coming out. They don't have Luis Avalon, who Aaron Boone thinks is, is fucking Ramiro Mendoza pitching every day. So last week when I talked about this team and the things that it needed to be better at, and everyone said, shut up, stop complaining, they're 8-1, and one, or said, hey, they could give away games to the Phillies, they've got four games in three days to the Rays, that proved to be dumb. They lost three out of four to the Rays. They've lost five out of seven. They were 8-1, and one, now they're 10-6. and six. They're huge leads down to two games, and unless they win a division, they're going to have to play in the ALDS on the road. And the fan thing doesn't matter. It doesn't. Who, who cares? You, the, the players don't care about the fans. No, no one cares about the fans. The fans, it doesn't matter. The Yankees are built to play in Yankee Stadium. Power hitting, power pitching. They get in these situations where they have to go to the Trop, or they have to go to Houston, or Oakland. You think things are bad when they go to Tampa? Look at how they've done in Oakland. Just, I don't know. It was a bad week, and it was made even worse by a bad weekend. Now the team's got Monday off. They've got Thursday off. They've got two games against the Braves. Everybody should be available for these games. What are you saving guys for? How many more days off do you need? You got two days off this week, sandwiched around a two-game series. And then you've got Boston at Yankee Stadium again this weekend, which it needs to go as well as it did when Boston came to Yankee Stadium a week ago. That's it. We have no update on John Carlos Stanton. We just expect to not see him again this season. I don't need to see him in the dugout laughing it up either. You can't run the bases. You're the designated hitter. You don't even play the outfield. You can't run the bases, and then you're on the injured list. No one wants to see you in the dugout laughing it up or talking or doing anything. If you're not playing, why are you there? And if you're going on the injured list, why are you there? I'm so sick of hearing about this guy. He played 18 games last season, took himself out of the postseason lineup. He played 14 out of the 15 games this season when he was still available to play. And he's the designated hitter only, and he can't even run the bases without hurting his hamstring. Last year, he had a bicep strain, which turned into a shoulder strain while he was still hurt from the bicep strain, and that turned into a calf strain while he was still hurt from the shoulder strain. I don't even know how that's possible. And if this season had started on time, he would have missed the first half of the season with another calf strain. And now it's a hamstring injury. It's never ending with this guy, and he's 30 years old. He missed his whole age 29 season, basically. He would have missed half of his 30 season, and now he's probably going to miss most of it, even though it's shortened. So the Yankees have him for his 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37 age season. Thankfully, there's a buyout on his age 38 season that, that the Marlins are on the hook for, for the $10 million. If this guy is unable to play when he's 29 and 30 years old, what's he going to be at 36 and 37? I'll tell you what he's going to be. He's going to be like Ellsbury released and collecting his huge paycheck. What a disaster John Carlos Stanton's been. And two weeks ago, he hits two home runs in the first two games of the season. Everyone's talking about how great he looks, how his approach at the plate has changed, how his slimmed down body and physique are so much better than they were. And then for two weeks, we got the same old John Carlos Stanton grounding out and popping up and striking out. And now he's hurt. So it really is the same old John Carlos Stanton the Yankees fans have known. I don't think we'll ever even come close to getting the guy the Yankees thought they traded for. And when Aaron Boone says a player is fine or they're just banged up but they're available, they usually end up on the injured list or out for a few months. So when he says that John Carlos Stanton is expected to land on the injured list, I expect to not see John Carlos Stanton again this season. Because Boone never says that. And the season's a quarter of the way over. And then you've got the postseason. And pff, 
do you really want him coming back in the postseason if he doesn't play in the regular season? I don't. Because you know he's going to bat cleanup. doesn't matter if he hasn't played baseball in 10 years, they'll bat him cleanup. But Glaber Torres has a bad week, and he got his bat six, so Aaron Hicks can take his spot. Ugh. What a frustrating week. Two and five over the last seven. The Braves are coming to New York this week. The Braves are good. And thankfully, that's followed up by by four games against Boston because they suck. But that'll do it for today. I'll be back on Wednesday to talk about the first game against the Braves. Thanks for listening. Sitting